0: I'm Randy Rohde, and I'm fascinated with entrepreneurs and small business owners. Plus, I love baseball. Every show, I sit down with a small business owner, and we discuss their running the bases of entrepreneurship. We throw the ball around on strategy, management, execution, and innovation. Plus, a little fun baseball talk. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Settle in, grab your Cracker Jacks, and you know what they say. Play ball. All right. It's a great day for a ball game. This is Randy Rohde. And you've got running the bases with small businesses. And it is uh, really a great pleasure for me to have our next guest on the show here. This guy is a digital marketing agency owner, or he was at one point. He is a agency consultant as a partner in a massively growing agency right now. And at one point he raced cars <laughs> and you can get all of his uh, great resources and everything at jasonswank.com. My honor, Jason Swank. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I love the intro. I love the baseball theme. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hey, so before we get digging too much into uh, what we're going to explore with your agency life, tell us about this race cars thing. Seriously, you were racing cars.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, I guess back in 2002, I always wanted to buy a Mustang and it was the first car I really kind of bought. Nice. Brand new. And so I got a Mustang GT. And as soon as I got it, I wanted to go fast, right? It's kind of like Ricky Bobby uh, before Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, someone (laughs) said, well, why don't you come to, Um, you know, I was in Atlanta at the time. Why don't you come to one of our track days where you can go to like one of these racetracks and they have like high performance driving school. And I took it there and I was like, man, this is cool. And someone put me in their 66 Mustang and I was like, I'm hooked. (laughs) And so I went on Craigslist and shopping around to find my own 66 Mustang and found one. And it was everyday driver for someone really bad shape. And, uh, we just turned it into a race car over a period of two years and then did wheel to wheel racing for a number of different years all over the country and, uh,
0: nice. won a championship, uh, one year and wow, it was for a you. lot of fun. So you were, you, you weren't just like behind the wheel, just living out a, uh, you know, midlife, you, you were like, yeah, we're in it. We're doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were in it. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun and uh, met a lot of amazing people. And then, you know, I remember, uh, I had my second, uh, child and, uh, some of my friends were starting to get hurt. And I remember my wife looking at her face. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's, she's too stressed out. So yeah.
0: well, I can only imagine. Found my
1: new, I found another racing. <laughs> oh, there
0: you go. All right. So Jason, so tell us what you're doing now. So you've grown an agency. I mean, you've done the life. You've grown an agency from like zero to well over seven figures. You've sold it. You essentially moved out to Colorado, out to the wilderness and are chopping trees down every day. But <laughs> you, what are you doing now? Really?
1: Yeah. You know, it's creating a resource I wish I had when I ran my agency. So, you know, what I, what I realized was I wish I knew a lot of the systems or I had a resource I could tap on so I can create that freedom to pick and choose and do what I wanted within my business. Right. And rather than being reactionary. So that's what we do by creating, you know, as much of the relevant content that we can about what's working, what's not working and connecting amazing people together.
0: That is awesome. So when you were starting out with your first agency, did you know that you wanted to start an agency or was it kind of by accident? I mean, what's the what's the story on the very first shingle you hung out there? Yeah, it was totally by accident. I mean, I always knew
1: I wanted to go into business. I mean, ever since I was little, you know, I was hustling, whether it be running out in the fairway and getting golfers golf balls and selling it back to them or, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> Um, but, uh, one of my friends looked like Justin Timberlake from NSYNC, uh, and this is back when NSYNC was really popular. And so I created a fake band, fake website called in uh, and <laughs> featured him and three of my other friends. And, uh, and it got popular in like 99 and then people started asking me to design websites. And so that's kind of where it started and then just kept growing it over the years and working with some, you know, amazing clients from Lotus cars, which was pretty cool or, yeah you know, Aflac. And, um, and then we were lucky enough to sell.
0: Good for you. Nice. <laughs> and lucky enough to sell. Yes. <laughs> so what are some of the challenges? So as you kind of look back on those days, what were some of the challenges that you guys faced when you were growing your agency? How did you overcome those things?
1: I mean, the <laughs> the list is so long. I could, I could even, you know, but let, let's start here. You know, one of the, the biggest challenges that, I had was I was just being reactive to what was coming to us, right? And you think back, I was um, an accidental agency owner, and I was just reacting to all the work coming to me. But I didn't have visions of where we wanted to take this, um, and I didn't give my team the power in order to make decisions for that in, until we got to a point where we were a little over a million in revenue, maybe two million—I can't remember—and I was just so frustrated. I just hated everything I did, and I was about to just close up shop and just go get a job. And I realized that if I could answer these two questions where, you know, what do I love doing every day and what don't I never want to do ever again? And by answering those two things, then I could say, all right, well, who do I need to bring in in order to help me with this? Um, what do I need to delegate? What do I need to say no to? And then, then it started be becoming fun. And then I could focus on the systems I needed to do. And then I also could, communicate to my team i'm like hey this is where we're going this is why we're doing it and make the best decision you can based on that knowledge rather than coming to me for everything and then from there it just stemmed from you know we weren't charging enough uh which is a really big big issue a lot of people have you know we were positioning ourselves like everybody else was we weren't you know focused on you know, selling the result versus selling a service that we wanted to sell someone versus what they actually needed or what they wanted. So, you know, those
0: were some of the the mistakes we made. And I would guess just, you know, and thinking about your clients that you've had in the past and just in business in general, I mean, some of that same stuff is, I mean, those are challenges, obstacles for anybody, almost regardless of what yeah. business you're in, right? So sometimes as a business owner, you get like bogged down and doing the stuff that is just the grind that is like, I hate doing this. Why am I doing this? Right. And try exactly. to figure out a way, how, you know, to eliminate that. And then all of that introspection around, pricing and around what is it are we providing? Is it really a value or is it just, you know, a commodity? Good lessons. All right. Um, So listen, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and videos uh, over the course of months and years. You really do a lot, of great, uh, just a ton of content out there. And you really dig into the culture of an agency, which I, again, is one of those things I think can really transcend and, and go across almost any industry of business. Tell us about your approach to building culture. Why do you think it's so important?
1: Well, I mean, you're going to be around the people in your organization more than your family and you better like or love them, you know, just as much and all have the same belief, right? It's not about hiring or working with your twin, that's going to be a complete nightmare. But it's about hiring and working with someone that believes in what you believe in, right? So if if you believe in uh, being resourceful and having fun, right, that's a diff- that's a type of person that you want to have in your organization. But you just can't come out and say, "Are you resourceful and fun?" Right? Right. Like <laughs> like like whenever I'm interviewing people for you know our agency mastermind, I'll be like, one of the questions I ask is like, "What do you do for fun?" And for the ones that go, Oh, I, I work like this is, I'm like, Oh, you're, you're not going to do well in here. Like <laughs> we got a waiting list. <laughs> you're, you're not ready. You're not ready for us. Right. And so, I mean, think back, you know, Simon Sinek had a, an amazing video on YouTube. Everybody should check out. I think it's called like start with why or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like um, back in the sixties, <laughs> which is very relevant to right now about like Martin Luther King, and he had this big rally of hundreds of thousands of people or however many people, you know, were in Washington and they organized this without social media, without technology. And you think about like, well, how did all these people show up on this day and why did they show up? Right. Well, they all believed in they wanted some kind of change and they believed in what he believed in. Right. And so that's what you need to do within your organization. And everybody believes in the same thing, there's amazing things that you can create. I mean, yeah. Apple is a great example. They wanted to create a, a resource or they want to create the tools to let people change the world or, or something like that. I might be butchering it. But, you know, those people and that's how they're able to do that versus if, if Steve never had, um, you know, a vision, they'd just be like, just create technology. And then you could be like whatever other technology that we don't
0: even know their name of. Wow, that's great! Yeah, and especially I love the uh, the reference to Apple because I think that's uh, that's real appropriate as well. All right, good, Jason. It's that time of the show that we call
1: and it's time for the seventh inning stretch.
0: All right. Do you like baseball?
1: Uh I used to watch it all the time. I don't. I don't watch. I watched
0: it when nothing else was on. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> To be honest with you. All right. Well, this is a great show for you, right? Hey, man, baseball. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a part of the show where we just kind of deviate a little bit from our business talk. And cool. uh, we have a little fun with baseball. Awesome. Um, our research team goes through. We kind of try to find some... Uh, little relative aspect of baseball uh that our guest might be interested in and uh uh, with you today we knowing that you love cars and stuff so we like hey let's kind of hit him up with a question about uh major league baseball players and their cars okay great all right so (laughs) yeah no like what was the era of the winning pitcher of the last world series uh, kind of question uh, yeah (laughs) So you can only imagine, I mean, these are guys who are making millions every year and the kind of cars that they could literally have uh, at a whim. You know, you've got the Rolls, the Range Rovers, Ferraris, Uh, a couple of these guys have got uh, the Lamborghini Aventador, Aventador, Uh, Roadster, Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful car. Justin Verlander's got one of those, if you know who that guy is. All right. So here we get down to a couple of uh, really interesting ones. So I'm curious if you even have heard of this car. It's very rare, evidently. I didn't know anything until our team gave this to me. Uh, a 2016 Audi RS7. You ever heard of that car? Oh, yeah. Evidently, yeah. like only 50 made. Uh, so this guy, uh, Marcus Stroman, I'm not even familiar with Marcus, but uh, he owns one of those. So right soon as he got drafted, that's what he went out and bought. So. I don't know about that. Wasting money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So here's your question, though. Bryce Harper, if you've heard of that player, probably one of the top five players in the league today, signed a massive contract a couple of years ago with with uh, Philadelphia, the Phillies. $330 million contract. All right. His car of choice that's what I'm gonna throw at you. What do you think this guy's car of choice? And he's uh, he's probably 27, 28, I don't know, somewhere around in there.
1: So he's probably not going in a vintage car, I would presume. So I don't know, maybe
0: a Bentley. A Bentley. Actually, no. This is a guy I think is probably right after your own heart here. He has a '69 Camaro SS. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I would have, I would have thought since he's rather young but... Like, I know. no, He went there.
0: old school, man. He's, uh, yeah, he's an old school player. He's hitting him out of the park and uh, driving at home <laughs> as well. Cool. Very nice. All right. So that wasn't so bad, was it? I know you were a little yeah. nervous about well, the I thought there was going to be a
1: trick, but yeah. <laughs> but,
0: okay. Now, now I know you're not trying to trick me, so I'll probably give the next one. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. All right. Well, let's get back into it. Play ball. All right. So Jason, content, right? I mean, you live the world of content. You generate and provide just really excellent content. And folks, you can grab it, jasonswank.com You've, on YouTube. I don't know, what's, what's your YouTube channel? Is it just Jason Swank? As slash well? Jason Swank. Yeah. There you go. In fact, actually, you were the one to kind of kick me in the butt to get moving and rolling out my own podcast. So mm. what's the value to you in this approach about generating content? How, you know what, what does that mean to you?
1: Well, it goes back to, you know, our why of we wanted to create a resource we wish we had. And, and I know with the lifestyle I want to live, I can't work 24-7 and I can't, even if I could work 24-7, I couldn't help out the amount of people that we could with the content that we actually put out, right? Like if I was working one-on-one and, and doing, uh, you know, private sessions with everybody, there's just not enough time that I couldn't, I couldn't reach that many people. And I always had people reaching out like, Jason, I, let me pick your brain, <laughs> which I always hate. Like, it's like, <laughs> Jason, let me let me get your advice for free, right? And, and go, which I don't mind, but I want to have that on a mass scale. Right. So right. that's why I was like, let me create a podcast, let me create YouTube videos, so or let me create blog posts. So if you like to watch videos, if you like to listen audio, or write, I can I can help help you out. And I also felt like. At the time when I got into this business, I think it was in like 14, um, when I started working with agencies, or maybe 15, <laughs> 15. I can't remember. Everybody was writing blog posts, and you couldn't tell the tone. You couldn't get to know them, their personality. Excuse me.
0: I'm choking. You're killing That's me. That's right. Yeah, I know like you're all you're, you're all nervous about. it. I, know right? I really got you. All on bothered the spot here.
1: and fusseded. But uh, I couldn't understand the tone. You couldn't understand the personality. And honestly, I was a horrible writer right? So that was a huge weakness, horrible at grammar. And so I was like, well, let me do a podcast and let me interview some of my old competitors, old friends. And, uh, and then I liked it. Like it was addictive, you know, cause you build all this, this value for people.
0: I love, you know, your YouTube channel. You've got, I don't even know how many, I love the thing you do The swank. Today, today, yeah, five hundred over five hundred videos. Yeah, and and they're fabulous. And actually, I refer to it even with some of my clients to say, like, listen, here is some incredible content. And but I, you know, when we talk about you know how it should look and whatever, I mean, it's just really good content. And and I and I appreciate you know, you saying that you really wanted to be able to provide kind of your experience and your life lessons around operating an agency in a, uh, in a, uh, in a mass way for folks to be able to digest it, because it's, uh, it it really is a great approach. And I'm sure that it's, you know, come back to you uh, in a multiple from uh, just a, you know, just a benefit to you.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it really builds a big, the longer you do it, and the more consistent you do it, the bigger moat you create around what you're doing. Um, The cool thing that happens that I've realized over the years is most people that engage with me, whether it be a mastermind or a program or whatever, it's usually after two to three years of digesting the content, right? Which I love. And you see all these people out there now of like, that's kind of why I don't get on Facebook too much anymore. Right. It's like an ad, here's your silver bullet for doing X. And, uh, and you, you see those people go, fly by night, but if you can get consistent and relevant and you really find your tribe, like Seth Godin talks about, right. You know, it's, you can create it amazing. And then the coolest part too, about you creating this content, you know, especially if you have kids, like your legacy, right. So your legacy, like well, after I'm gone, they can always go back to it and be like, you know, like, let's say ride my mountain bike down our mountain and something happened. well when they're older and they're running a business, if they, one will run a business, I guarantee it, because they, they're just like me. They get fired from everything. They can go back to that advice. And I think that's pretty cool.
0: Well, listen, I know you're doing great work with your mastermind group and you're helping agencies grow. And I'm sure you got guys like me that just come in like, hey, Jason, I, I am like, I, I'm the guy who's like calling, Jason, can you uh, give me a thought about this? But what are some of the common obstacles you see or hear from some of these folks that you're working with? You know, how do you help them get around some of those common things? Because I'm sure you probably are having the same conversation, you know, with multiple people, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. Some of the things is just like
1: uh, around pricing, like they're not mm. charging enough, or they're not putting themselves out there as you know, the thought leader, right? That I'm so happy for you that you're doing the podcast, right? It's just, it, it allows you to create this amazing content. It allows you to connect with amazing people, you know, and, and really tap on them, right? Like, you know, a lot of times they're not doing that. And so those are some of the, the challenges. They just can't see what's, they tell their clients, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. marketers, right? like they can give you amazing advice. But if they sometimes looked in the mirror about it, they'd be like, oh, I'm not doing that. And I'm guilty for that many times. I was talking to someone earlier. I was like, man, we had a big team and now I have a very small team. And I was like, I don't know if I could go back to running a big team. Like, I think I'd be horrible at it.
0: (laughs) I think you're very, very right because I don't know how many times you know I'll have conversations with somebody and then I'll, uh, in, in regards meeting a client, hey, you should do this or do this, and I come back and uh, you know later that night I'm like, oh man, I hope they don't go look at our stuff because we're not doing that. It doesn't look anything like that. What I think, what I know should be, um, yeah, but. You know, that's interesting. And again, I think so much of the content that you put out and talk about is really transcends around agency life and around agencies. So like as an example, pricing. You know that could be relevant to any kind of service provider, and examine your pricing. What is it that's going to set you apart? Are you just delivering a commodity, or are you really driving uh, driving great value in your service? And you know, and and there's a benefit to that. in looking at examining the pricing structure of that stuff. So I think it's all good, man. That's good stuff. All right. So coming down, we're down to the bottom of the ninth here, Jason, and we're down to the last one here. What advice do you have for rookies of the game? So these folks who are, whether it's agencies or just any small business owner or somebody who's thinking about starting a small business, and what kind of advice do you have for those folks?
1: Everything big starts off small. Um, And so, you know, meaning a lot of times when you're starting out, you look at the big guys of what they're doing. And then you try to emulate what they're doing, but you really didn't look at the path that they actually took to get there and look at, you know, because like Tony Robbins says, like success leaves clues. So you really like, you may like, if you were trying to do my business, like you may look at everything I'm doing. And if you try to mirror that you would fail most Mm -hmm. because you didn't look at the path that got me here and model that. And then as you're looking at that foundation, it's not about just copying someone, it's about kind of using it as a framework and modeling it to fit yourself, right? Like, and being patient and being consistent. There's no overnight success. It's just someone discovered you overnight, right? And you were hiding, like, but you've been doing this for years and years, right? So, you know, just remember everything big starts off small and be consistent and patient and and driven, you'll get there.
0: Oh, I love that. That is a home run right there. Everything big. I want a grand slam. Small. I don't that, want a home that, run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, listen, Jason, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, folks listening, you can catch uh, Jason at jasonswank.com. He's got his podcast up there. A lot of his training and resources are online right there. Check him out at YouTube. Uh, search for him on there as well. He's an incredible amount of videos uh, and resources for you. It's great stuff. Jason, thanks so much uh, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And thank you for uh, kicking me in the butt and saying, let's go, Randy, get it going.
1: Good. uh, Thanks for having me. And I'm glad you started. Yeah, thank you.
0: All right. And for those folks who are listening, hey, thanks for joining us today. If you liked our show, please tell your friends, uh, subscribe. And of course, we would love those reviews. And as uh, we like to say around here, we'll see you around the ballpark. Running the Bases with Small Businesses is brought to you by 38 Digital Market, a digital marketing agency committed to client growth with lead generation, higher conversions, and increased sales. Connect with us today at 38digitalmarket.com.